But I think you can ask him all the questions you want because he's the one with the answers, right? And he loves you and he wants to help you come through those events. He doesn't want a terrible event to to define your life. And so that's really why I wrote the book, Helping People. I call it a manual for getting past the pain. It's the story of how my sons and I got past the pain and how God, you know, brought us through the valley of the shadow and gave us wonderful lives. And he is so faithful. This is Charisma Connection on the Charisma Podcast Network. I'm Taylor Berglund, and today I'm excited to welcome in the studio, Karen Jensen Salisbury. Karen, how are you? I am great. Glad to be here today. I'm glad to have you here. It's always fun when we have a guest in the studio. We can talk. I can literally see the face of the person I'm interviewing here, and we get better audio quality. It's just a win on every level. (laughs) A win-win. Well, you are the author of the books Why God Why and How to Make the Right Decision Every Time, and you're also a minister. But... We're going to get into the books, everything that you're working on, your ministry. But first, I just want to hear, what is your testimony here? Well, uh, it's actually in the book, Why God, Why. Um, My first husband and I were pastoring a church in Boise, Idaho. It was our second church that we had pioneered and pastored. And we were 37 years old. And on New Year's Day, 1997, he went to bed. Uh, earlier than me. And by the time I got to bed, he had died. Oh, wow. Just suddenly hadn't been sick, you know, just went to heaven. And I'm pretty sure he was surprised when he got there, but happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I had to end up pastoring the church by myself and raising our sons who were 12 and 13 years old at the time. And so uh, years later, I wrote the book, Why God, Why? It, it starts with that story, but because I had questions, you know, Lord, my perfectly healthy, you know, 37-year-old husband went to heaven. Why? Mm-hmm. Why? Why didn't you tell me, <laughs> you know? And so what I find is that a lot of people have had terrible events happen in their life. You know, something, it might not not necessarily a death, but even just a terrible disappointment or something, you know, an accident or an incident that that scars them maybe. And sometimes they get stuck there in the whys. I think it's perfectly okay to ask God all your tough questions. He's heard them all. You can't scare him. He didn't fall off the throne because you asked him a hard question. Mm -hmm. But then, and you're already asking the questions in your head anyway. He knows it. You might as well, you know, you've heard people say you should never question God. And they usually say it in a, you know, holy voice like that. Right, in that tone of voice. Yeah. But I think you can ask him all the questions you want because he's the one with the answers, Mm -hmm. right? And he loves you and he wants to help you come through those events. He doesn't want a terrible event to to define your life. And so that's really why I wrote the book, Helping People. I call it a manual for getting past the pain. It's the story of how my sons and I got past the pain and how God, you know, brought us through the valley of the shadow and gave us wonderful lives. And he is so faithful. And so that's what we found, you know, and so we kind of wanted to share that with other people that there is a way. Yes, I'm sorry that there is a valley of shadow. Yes, I'm sorry that terrible things happen. But, you know, welcome to life on planet Earth. Mm-hmm. There is a way to make it through and come out even better. Yeah, I, th- I think that's a really great perspective. And the way that you phrase that, getting past the pain for it, I think there's two parts to that. And I think that so often we as Christians focus on one of those two parts. So there's the getting past it and there's the pain. So thinking first about the pain, I think something that a lot of times in the church today that Christians have 
lost the ability to do, which is funny because it's in the Bible itself, is lamenting and grieving. What was that process like for you after the death of your husband? Well, and it is a process, obviously, and I think that we do grieve because we were never meant to be separated from our bodies. Sin did that. Mm-hmm. And so that separation is hard on the flesh. It's hard on our soul. You know, we're attached to people and we're afraid of what happens after we die or, you know, unless you've done a lot of study on heaven and whatnot. And so, yeah, there is a there is a grieving process, I believe. And, and I don't want people to get stuck in the valley of grief. That's, the, that's why I wrote the book. You know right. what I mean? But to say, no, I'm fine. I'm a Christian. I don't, I'm not, you know, there is still a solical tearing when somebody dies. And so you have to give yourself a thousand breaks, you mm-hmm. know, and I, and there's part in the book too about, about getting through the grieving process. Nobody, everybody does it different and nobody can really tell you how to do it, when to do it. You know, there's a story in the book about somebody whose family member was telling them, you know, it's time for you to get over it six months past their loved one dying. You know, it's time for you to get over it. Get rid of their clothes, get rid of their pictures, get rid of everything. And they asked me, is that right? Am I doing this wrong? And I always tell people, listen, if it comforts you to have their stuff around or to relive those memories, then you just keep on as long as you need to. If it's creeping you out to have their stuff around, then get rid of it or have help getting rid of it. Everybody's different and nobody can tell you exactly how to grieve, but then keep going. Keep going past. Don't don't wallow in the grief. Yeah. So when it comes to that, the getting past the pain, because some people get stuck in the pain yes. as you brought up. For you, how did you get through the valley of why, as you were sort of saying? Yeah. And I think that it's with the word of God. Mm-hmm. You know, I tell people, I before my husband died, I knew God. I preached the word. I was a word girl, you know. But after he passed away, I just buried myself in the Word of God. I soaked in it. You know, I always say I read the Word like a five-year-old, ran my finger down the page like a five-year-old learning to read. I knew I had to have more of his Word. This is God talking to us. That's what the Bible is, you know, and I knew I needed him talking to me every day. I had to get over my husband's death. I had to pastor a church. I had to raise teenage boys. You know, I needed more word. And so I found out that he's a very present help in times of trouble. The closer you move to him, the closer he moves to you. And that's really up to us. You know, he's always available to be right there, but we get busy or we get mad or we, you know, separate ourselves from him. And so you said that happened in 1997, right. right? Okay, so it's been over 20 years since then. Right. So I guess maybe the the natural follow-up question then is, how is your life going now? Do you, Is there hope for anyone who may be either watching this recording or listening to the podcast here of does it get better? Does God eventually answer the questions for you? Yes, absolutely. Now, some of the questions, of course, don't even need answering. You think you need to know, but you really don't. Sometimes you just have to trust. But yes, you get answers. And I'm telling you, my life is even better. And my sons would testify the same thing. We found out that God is a very present help in times of trouble. And you know how Jeremiah 29, 11 says, I know the plans I have for you, plans for good and not for evil, plans that give you hope and a future. And I'm telling you what, we hung on to that verse because it looked like the plan we thought our life was going in that direction got blown out of the water in one day. 
you know, when our husband slash father died. But God still has a good plan, and he knows the end from the beginning. And if you'll stay with him and avail yourself to him and trust him and read his word and keep on with him, he will lead you to a plan with a future and a hope. He's so faithful. Fantastic. All right, so then the other major thing that was one of the books that you wrote about here, How to Make the Right Decision Every Time. Every Time. Isn't that audacious? <laughs> it's a pretty lofty <laughs> claim for, for a book, but I, I'm intrigued, certainly, which I guess is that's effective title writing exactly. then for it. So you were talking about that you had to lean into God's word. You had to lean into God during a time of grief. And I think that same thing, I would guess, applies when you are leaning, when you are at a decision-making moment, right? Yes, exactly. The subtitle of the book is is Keys for Finding God's Direction. You know, and that's, you know, making right decision is finding God's directions, really. And I've met, I run into people all the time. I used to be a, a teacher at a Bible school. And right around graduation time, my office would fill up with students going, <gasps> It's almost graduation, Miss Karen. What do I do? You know, and I find most Christians say, if God would just tell me what to do, I would do it. They just don't know how to find out. And so that's really why I wrote the book, because it tells you from the Word of God, you know, that the plan He has for you, He wants you walking in it even more than you want to be. And think about how much you want to be, right? And so it's just this process, these 10 keys for finding his direction. I think you can make right decisions every time if you make them with God, if you let him help you find the direction for your life. Now, I don't want to spoil the book or anything, but what's one of those keys that we can maybe share with our Well, I'm glad you asked. The first key is my favorite, the most important. The rest are just kind of in there. But the first key is decide to be led by God and nothing else. Now, that sounds like a no-brainer, and you're like, yeah, 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 amen, hallelujah. Of course I'm led by God. Yeah, right, and nothing else. But we all know that there are things in life that we let make decisions for us. Money is big. You know, say you you don't like your job, you're looking for a new job, you're trying to find God's direction, God, what job do you want me to have? And you get a job offer from somebody in Cleveland, Ohio, that's going to offer you three times the salary you make now and pay for you to move and use all your skills. And you just say, that must be God, I'm taking it. Mm-hmm. Why? Because it pays more. And so what we really should do is go into our prayer closet and say, Lord, is this the job you have for me? Is this your plan? I'm going to base my decision on what you say, not on the money, right? And because all the money in the world isn't going to make you happy if you're out of God's plan. That's a great point. And so money, we let money decide for us. Sometimes we let the lack of money decide for us. You know, God says, go on this mission trip. Oh, I can't afford that. Or God says, give money to them. Oh, I can't do that. And so we don't obey him even though it's his plan for us, because we don't have enough money. We let other people's opinions decide for us. You know, we there's a million things, and the book is full of them, of things we let decide for us. We have to back all those up and say, God, I am not moving until I know that I know that you say do this. Huge key. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. If people want to find out the other nine keys or <laughs> check out the book, Why God, Why, where can they do that? On my website, KarenSalisbury.org, Salisbury like the steak, S-A-L-I-S-B-U-R-Y. Great. And you can read the first parts of all the books there. You can watch videos of my teaching. You can read articles. There's lots of stuff on the website. Are you on social media? I am. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You know, look for Karen Salisbury. You'll find me.
All right. Fantastic. Well, Karen, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show today. Thank Thank you so much for sharing. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Would you mind closing us out with a prayer? By all means. Father, we just thank you for your word. Thank you for your good plan. For every person who's listening to to this today, I just thank you for your good plan for their life. Lead them and guide them by your will. Thank you for your peace that passes all understanding, guarding their hearts and minds as they seek your will, as they seek you. You put their their feet on the path that they need to go in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to Karen Jansen Salisbury on Charisma Connection here on the Charisma Podcast Network. I'm Taylor Berglund, and thanks for joining us. This has been a production of the Charisma Podcast Network. Steve and Joyce Strang are the founders and owners of CPN. Dr. Steve Green is the executive producer of the Charisma Podcast Network. We intend to honor God with every podcast and remain thankful to our advertisers and supporters.